2: podcast i am bennett conlin joined her huge by jack patrick jack how are you
1: i'm fantastic i'm ready to jump into a lightning round of five questions each so 10 in total i hope we don't double up on any of them
2: i have a couple extra questions that i have as like backups case because i had a question or two that i thought were were kind of lame so I think our focus is just college football mostly. Is that right? Did I do this Yeah, right I mean,
1: here? with this new little <laughs> thing that we're doing, I guess we should explain it because we kind of just dropped it last week without any explanation. Um, we just kind of want to get back into the groove of podcasting or, or doing doing this thing where we talk at least once a week, um, face-to-face, um, human-to-human via Zoom. Um, but there isn't any JMU football happening. There's no JMU sports. But... There is college football and we feel like we know at least a little bit about college football because both of our jobs have to do with watching it. Um, So we just decided, you know, let's just kind of put together a quick hitting 10, 15 minute, maybe longer if we get on weird rants, um, podcast where we just talk about, we both come up with a couple of questions and we just ask each other these questions. Um, We will try to get at least like one JMU one and one FCS just so like the brand is intact. But yeah, the lightning round is it was gonna be a placeholder thing I thought of, but you know, let's just let's just roll with it. Let's try to make a brand out of it. Um <laughs> soon shirts are gonna be coming. Um, so by the merch, just kidding, that won't ever happen because our Etsy shop got shut down. Hey,
2: yeah, that was a hell of an hour though. <laughs> you do have it, right? You have a new shirt. Yeah, I do. I've got a new QB one off to put it on next time. And right <laughs> be
1: my crowning achievement as maker.
2: i mean the shirts are cool
1: They're i think i
2: actually... sold two of them is it did you get one who was the other one i thought you just bought two <laughs> uh, that actually sounds right
1: <laughs> i think you got one for your sister right i think
2: she does have one i believe that is correct
1: <laughs> i was waiting i don't know why i waited to get a qb1 nude shirt but um i missed the... you it's not like i don't have the design still and can't just go to like custom ink and buy a runoff. But if you guys want a qb1 nude shirt, hit us up and uh we can make that happen for you. But you want to jump into the lightning round
2: Let's do it. I guess I'll ask the first question. So this is this is not technically my JMU question, even though it applies very much to JMU. But I don't I don't have an FCS question. So I will say that this like outside of JMU. I forgot that part of the rules. So this one I'm counting as that. So my question for you is how will Mike Houston leave East Carolina? Will he retire there? Will he get a power five job or something similar to that? Or will he get let go? Those are my questions. Because they're 0-2 to start this season, four and ten under Houston. So
1: he won't retire there. Like I, I feel like he's made it clear in his like career path that like ECU's not the end goal, power is the end goal. Um but he's kind of fallen on his face at ECU. Whether, I mean, he has had like bad talent there and he's not really accustomed to that. Cause I mean, Withers had built the program to be a national championship contender when he left. So Houston kind of, as great of a coach as Houston is, um, he kind of inherited, inherited a really, really, really good roster. Um, the Citadel's a triple option team in the FCS. So of course you're gonna find some success there as well. Lenore Rhine, um, hasn't really fallen off since Houston left all that much I mean they just had a second round pick safety I think Jeremy Chin was his name or was he the uh, Illinois he would,
2: kid I want to say he was an Illinois guy but I, I could be wrong
1: he was I think he was drafted by the Patriots Lenore Ryan safety but he was like a second round guy so like Lenore Rhine is a d2 school that has a lot of talent and and continues to put it out so what I'm getting at is Houston's a good coach, but he may have kind of benefited from really good programs. I think now we're seeing Houston have to kind of recruit his own guys and and implement a scheme and kind of create a culture from the brand up, from the ground up. Um, in the world of college football, I'm going to say he's probably going to get fired.
2: Interesting, interesting. That's why I like this question. Do I get to answer my own question? Is that how we're Yeah, them? of course. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so the, first off, the Kyle Duggar was the Lenore Ryan safety. Okay, Jeremy Chin was the
1: Okay, he oh, was the Patriots, one. though, right? Am I right on that part?
2: are correct on that. Okay. So I think, because I was looking into this, because I started thinking, because I expected them, they lost to UCF, East Carolina did, but I thought they looked respectable. Wait, in that.
1: wait. Remember when I texted you after the first drive, and I was like, I don't know, man, ECU might pull off this upset.
2: I thought they looked decent in that game though. Like they ended up losing by 20 something. I think UCF just got upset too, so they're not looking too hot. But um, I think that they're not that bad, but I expected them to play well. They lost by 20 to Georgia State the next week, which I was kind of surprised by as Jack downs a whole bunch of water there. And um, hydration is key. But for me, I was looking at it. I was like, he improves like when he goes somewhere, except for JMU that last year, he normally improves pretty much every season. Um, especially year one to year two. And he was four and eight a season ago. But the way I look at it now is like, it's mostly a conference only schedule. So So he should be really good in the AAC. Well, he was one and seven in the AAC last year. So for me, like for him to get better, he needs to just win two conference games. I think he's going to win two conference games. So for me, like, I want to give him more time. I think this transition is a lot harder than the one from Lenore Ryan to JMU because JMU was stacked, like you said. Uh, ECU, not a stack. the citadel to jmu yeah sorry sorry you went lenore ryan the citadel um god a, come on get up, keep, keep up with the mike houston that would have been true we had uh, i was getting lenore ryan in my head since we're talking about him so much but he's got i mean you got like south florida navy tulsa tulane cincinnati temple smu i think they're gonna win two of those games um i think he'll be okay and then i think when you get him into a normal season where he has non-conference games back in he's gonna take them to a bowl game And then from there i think you're able to recruit a little better and get things rolling i think it's going to be a much slower climb but i think he's someone that's going to be positioned well in future seasons once you give him three or four years uh to end up getting a job you can look at wake forest potentially depending on how they keep doing nc state north carolina mac brown won't be around forever so i think he's someone that that's going to have a pretty good shot uh to move up despite what's been kind of a, a disappointing and in lame start i think he's gonna figure it out
1: yeah I, i will preface it with this i don't expect him to be like fired at year's end i don't even expect him to be fired after like next year's end but i do like i think we're starting to kind of see it where teams want not immediate wins and immediate success but they want that success and i don't know if he wins if he wins two conference games this year and then four next year and then say he that next year next next year he wins like four again, or maybe five. I don't think that's what ECU wants, and I think that's when they let him go. Also, I just want to be contrarian to you. Um,
2: My confidence on this is not high, so I will, I will say that like I like this question because I could see either side 100%. Yeah, and he's not retiring at ECU. I think we both can agree on that part. I wanted to put that out there in case there was some fan who was like, I think he's going to be there for 30 years, just like they did when he signed the, the 10-year JMU contract. Yeah, which was just him kind of being
1: nice to Jamie saying, I know I'm going to leave, but I want you guys to have a higher payout. Um, My question, it piggybacks off of last week's Arkansas. Felipe Franks. It's kind of a two-prong question. Was that a really good win for Arkansas, or was that a really bad loss for Mississippi State? And is Mississippi
2: State going to rebound, or are they not as good as we thought? I didn't actually laugh. When this happened but like i wanted to laugh when i saw i saw some ap voters were putting mississippi state at like six and five after the lsu and i was like that's just absolutely insane i think lsu is phenomenally under i mean overrated like they lost so many players they had so many like 14 to the like first round i know not
1: really the first round but
2: and they had some opt-outs so they're down like a lot of guys they're not going to be that good like I think Ed Orgeron's a great coach, or at least a good coach. I think he benefited from a couple of offensive minds last season that were pretty special, and Joe Burrow, who happened to be great with those offensive minds. I think everything sort of worked perfectly for them to win the national championship. This year, I think they're a fringe top 25 team. I don't think they're that good. Mississippi State ends up winning that game, and and the 10-point game was relatively competitive. Uh, For for me, they're a fringe top 25 team. I think depending on the week, uh, they can be good. I saw a a lot of people saying that Uh, the zone defense that arkansas ran was was good against an air raid attack and it happened to work really well i think arkansas is not that bad they were pretty tight with georgia in the first half auburn couldn't even stick with with georgia in the first half so i would say that um i think arkansas is a little bit better than we think and i think mississippi state's worse than we thought at least a week ago or at least the, the public thought
1: yeah um i agree with that for the most part i think felipe franks is a first round elite talent i think he should be you know, the first quarterback taken <laughs> off the board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so, um, I
2: think. Franks, man, who are we taking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think overall, I think Felipe Franks brings a lot to the Arkansas team. And I think Arkansas is a little bit better than we all thought. I mean, they gave Georgia a real run for their money in the first half of that game. And I know that's not a lot because, like, oh, the first half, they didn't play a full game. I get that. But they still had a solid showing against a potential college football playoff team in Georgia. And they go out and beat Mississippi State, who beat the defending national championship. So transitive property, Arkansas is a national champion. Um, But no, I think Arkansas is a good team. I think Mississippi State, yeah, I think they're very overrated. I think KJ Costello went out and had a career game that we'll never see again and we may never see again in the FBS to beat LSU. Um, So, all in all, Arkansas, good. Mississippi State,
2: good. And that's all (laughs) agreed if your quarterback throws for 600 yards and you win by 10 points just 10 points like (laughs) there's something there
1: (laughs) yeah like lsu was in that game late um so yeah
2: for sure all right switching gears to a couple of kind of early in the year i think you could make an argument that both these teams were playoff contenders from the same conference i would say that they're very much not right now Uh, we've got texas and oklahoma doing battle this weekend Texas just lost. Oklahoma has two losses. So my question is just simply, who do you think wins this weekend?
1: Um, did I answer the question? No.
0: That's...
1: <laughs> um, one, I'm upset because I had this as my, one of my last questions. I said, is it, I guess we'll, we'll get to this one. It's still, it's a different question. Is it time to panic in Norman? We'll get to that at the end. Um. I think Oklahoma rebounds. Um, I don't think Spencer Rattler is anywhere as good as we all thought he was coming into the season. I mean, there was hype that he was another Kyler, another Baker, another Jalen Hurts. Like, there was so much hype around him. Um, I think Lincoln Riley's a really good coach. I think Oklahoma's a really good program. I think they're a better program as a whole from top to bottom than Texas is. Um, I don't think – There's just so much that happened last week with Oklahoma and Texas. I I can't believe Oklahoma's two losses in, you know? Like, I can't believe they're on a two-game losing streak. Um, But with that said, Oklahoma's going to win. Oklahoma's going to take down Texas just because there's no earthly way that that talented Oklahoma Oklahoma squad is going to drop three
2: in a row. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to take Texas, but I'm also going to push back. I think Spencer Rattler is pretty legit. He's got almost 1,000 passing yards and 10 touchdowns through three games. They are bad because their defense can't tackle.
1: I'm going to push back on that. Who
2: threw a terrible
1: interception late in that um, first loss they had? Who would they lose to
2: at first? Kansas State, I think, was the first one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who threw a really bad pick late in that game? That would be... Dancer Spencer Rattler.
2: But here's the deal. Here's the deal. He Is he a redshirt freshman? Is that right? Yes. He might I be a true freshman. I thought he was there for a year before. I thought he was, wasn't he on the, the Netflix show? Wasn't he a QB1 guy? Oh, QB1. Um, I thought you meant um,
1: Last Chance, you, and I was like, he's definitely not a Juco transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I never watched QB1. Redshirt, he
2: redshirted. He okay. redshirted. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he redshirted. I still think that he's really good. Like, I think he needs more time to develop, and I think that he'll he'll keep doing well. But, I like, I wouldn't – like, the interceptions for me, it's like he's young, he's in an air raid system, he's going to throw some interceptions. I think he's been pretty good, and the offense has been fine. Their defense is so bad. Like, What's it's – twelve. Well, I think at some point, I think this is going to be the thing that pushes Lincoln Riley out. I think he's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to take an NFL job and call plays and be a, a head coach because, like, my defense doesn't do anything – got a chance like at the nfl level you really you don't your defense doesn't need to be good you also don't need to touch it if you're a head coach if you're a good head coach you're pretty much calling plays and you don't have to do anything with the defense that's why I,
1: you don't even call plays
2: sometimes you're literally just like listening in and like yep that sounds good exactly that's why matt patricia with the lions makes no sense because he's a bad defensive coach it's the exact opposite of what you want in 2020. he is so, the
1: reason for the interception in super bowl x
2: he actually intercepted it i saw somebody photoshopped his face onto malcolm butler making a play so i really enjoyed that one so next question
1: i have for you after oklahoma texas you pick texas i pick oklahoma just for the record yes um Trey lance just declared for the nfl draft is he gonna have success at the next level
2: can i give a bad answer i think i'm gonna give a bad answer um my answer is basically it depends who drafts him like at I think least that's for, fair though. That's a very fair answer. At least for his initial success. Um, like I think, and this is actually my fake like NFL bonus question later, so I'll just throw it out now. Like I think Sam Darnold's pretty good. Like I actually think Sam Darnold's decent. And I think that he is in the worst scheme, in the worst situation anyone could possibly like I think Adam Gase is terrible in terms of like an offensive mind at the NFL level. So I think if you put him in a system, I'm not saying he would be like a top five quarterback, but I think he's, he'd be a top 15, maybe fringe top 10. Like, I think you would get production from him in a good scheme. Like if you give him Sean McVay,
1: I think. Sean McVay turned Jared Goff, a trash quarterback, into a Super
2: Bowl quarterback. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I think so much of it, sorry, I'm getting long winded and not talking about Trey Lance at all. I think my, uh, for the lightning round. I think Trey Lance can be good if he's in the right scheme. Um, You look at like Lamar Jackson, I'm not sure Lamar Jackson works in every scheme, but I think the way the Ravens use him is fantastic. So if Lance gets a scheme that uses him well as a runner and allows him to sort of develop as a passer, yeah, I think it will be pretty good. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think Lance, yeah, that was kind of my answer. It's all about who drafts him. Is he going to go to a system that's going to like adapt to him? Because he kind of is... He's not Lamar Jackson. You know, by no way is he the next coming of Lamar Jackson, but he's a talented, a very talented, scrambling quarterback who, I don't know if it's just that we haven't seen him have to pass all that much. I mean, he makes really good decisions. He he puts the ball where it needs to be. He doesn't make boneheaded mistakes. I mean, he's thrown one pick over his first, what, 16 games of his, however many games they played last year, plus one, he's thrown one pick. Did
2: intercepted this weekend?
1: He did. No. <laughs> um, were you su- a quick follow-up to it though? Were you surprised that he declared for the draft after? I mean, he he ran for what 150 yards in Central Arkansas, passed for a, a hundred or so, two touchdowns, a pick.
2: Were you surprised that he did declare so soon after the game, or do you think it makes sense? I don't think he can boost his stock at the fcs level anymore like maybe he goes out and shreds like an fbs team and he moves into like the top 10 but you can make an argument that team might even reach for him in the top 10 this year i saw a mock at him at 12 to the raiders okay so i don't think for him like go take the money i think it made sense that's kind of it feels like that's why they scheduled the one game right to give him like an exhibition to show off and scouts, and it puts your program on the map even more than north Dakota state already is i think they had an absurd number of scouts there so Um, Yeah, no, I think that it made sense for him. So I I think just do it and prepare and then the scouts know they're looking at you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, your question? My question, my question. Let's do, we'll go back to Jamie. We'll stick with the FCS level. So here's my question. If JMU was playing this fall, which FBS team, it doesn't have to be Power 5, but which FBS team do you feel confidently that they could beat... And that it would also be relevant. Damn, relevant makes it.
1: I, I'd say ECU. <laughs> It'd be relevant for JMU fans. Um, it had to, to beat to, for an FCS team to beat an FBS team. In my opinion, for it to be relevant, it almost has to be a top twenty-five takedown. Do you agree with that?
2: I was gonna go with. Uh, program prestige. So, like, I, my pick was Florida State. I think they could beat Florida State. And I think that would like resonate a lot with JMU and FCS fans just because of the name, even though Florida State is trash. So
1: I, I think UVA, too. I don't, I don't know necessarily if they could beat UVA. Um, I'm talking to the UVA beat writer here and he says no. I don't think um,
2: so. I think they could hang in there. Yeah.
1: Um, FSU is a really good one. I think that had national relevance. I don't think, I think JMU fans would get like as much pleasure out of that as beating ECU kind of thing. Cause like, there isn't any like natural Florida State JMU connection. Um,
2: Navy. I think Navy has a big, big appeal. I think just
1: taking down, that doesn't have much national appeal. It has low. like, that's where I'm struggling to like put it onto the national map.
2: You can do it at the JMU level. I think JMU fans would be pretty stoked with that win.
1: I think they'd be the most stoked with an ECU win, and I think that's a very possible,
2: possible win. That's fair. I think against Houston would mean a lot to them.
1: Nationally, it would mean it wouldn't move the radar, wouldn't move the needle at all. And I don't even think if JMU beat Florida State this year, it would really move the needle all that much.
2: I think it would Um, move in like a Florida State sucks way.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be like, wow, look at Jamie. You'd be like, wow, Florida State has <laughs> fallen off, man. Right. Um, well, what FCS teams almost took, has, has there been an FCS team almost take down an FBS team this season?
2: It was basically Jacksonville State. They were up like a, a couple touchdowns, a couple scores on Florida State. So that was sort of where it triggered my thought process of they could get it done. But. And the
1: Slack channel, I remember the, the, the talk wasn't, wow, look at Jacksonville State. The talk was, damn, Florida State stinks
2: yeah i think that's that's fair it'd be interesting to see if they were able to play
1: yeah um what sticking with fcs jmu maybe we should space them out next time a little bit so we don't go jmu jmu f uh, what will be the biggest surprise this jmu spring football season like do you think really just take that however you want i was thinking like kind of what position group will be the biggest surprise but like If you wanna take it somewhere else, take it somewhere else.
2: I think in terms of like a positive surprise, I think the defensive line might surprise some people. They lost some really good players, but I like what they bring back. The other thing that I think could be just surprising um, in terms of how it turns out, I have absolutely no idea who's gonna win the quarterback job. So whoever wins that to me will probably be like, oh, wow, interesting. And same with like running back carry load in the share there. I think Latrell Palmer's a stud. First, he's obviously really good. You still have Jawan Hamilton. And then, what, Solomon Van Horse Is there another guy I'm missing? Like, they go, like, five deep at running back. There's another guy, I feel yeah, like. They Austin, got... Wilson Douglas, but they sort of moved him around positionally. Him, yeah. So, so, we'll see. But I think that'll be interesting to me is, like, who actually plays the most at quarterback. And running back. Yeah. My surprise would be
1: kind of the grander CAA type of thing. I think the South, as much as we were just saying they're going to suck next season, I think the South might – be in a little bit of a surprise um William and Mary might be good under Mike London
2: um, yeah, they just fired their athletic director yeah. they did that was that was weird she has had a kind of a tough couple of like years she fired the basketball coach which turned people on her, and then she cut the seven sports and people were furious so that that all sort of combined and got her got her out
1: yeah that that firing of their basketball coach was a little weird because yeah. I mean it was kind of like the Brady fire, but we won't get into basketball now. <laughs> that will take us on a wrap.
2: No, I was gonna do basketball questions and I was like, I should wait like three weeks.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, my surprise the South will kind of put up a little bit of a fight. I do think JMU still goes six and oh, but there might be a five and one team in the South.
0: I like that question. It's a good answer. A good Thanks. Answer.
1: Thanks. I try. Okay, yeah, what do we have? We both have
2: two left. Um two? yeah. I don't remember who's story. Okay, so I will do my next question going back to the FBS level. I want one non-Power 5 playoff contender.
1: One non-Power 5 playoff contender?
2: You're basically looking
1: at, like, BYU or an AAC team. You took my answer. It's going to be BYU. Zach Wilson is slinging it. Oh, good, good, man. That's my next question to preface. Um, (laughs) BYU is going to to make some noise just because he's – you're only as far as your quarterback and coach, and it seems like their coach is darn good, and their quarterback
2: is even better. Their schedule is subpar, so that helps. You're probably going to win out.
1: Yeah, win out, but but then it comes into the point of, like, would they get in over a Miami who has one loss to Clemson?
2: Almost no chance, I don't think. I think that's going to end up getting them is the, the week, 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 week schedule. And that's the UCF problem every year. Or not every year, but yeah. for those two years. To be different, I'll say Cincinnati. I think they're the best AAC team now that UCF lost. They're hanging in there. They've already got a win over Army, which was probably a playoff team before that. <laughs> Stop. No, Get out of here. Get out of here with the Service Academy love. I think their their schedule is good enough. I'm trying to look it up now to make sure that I'm not a complete moron. But they got the win over Austin P, which I think holds a lot of weight in the FCS world. And that, uh, no, but they they uh, beat Army, which is decent. You're going to have a chance to beat SMU, which is currently ranked. There's a game against Memphis in there. You've also got UCF. It's probably not enough, and you would have to win all the games by a lot of points. But I think it's better than BYU's schedule. So if they win out, I think they're at least, you got to give them a conversation. Okay.
1: Um. Next question, BYU's Zach Wilson has been tearing it up, and I've seen... In some mock drafts and prospect rankings, he's moved into the top five of quarterback prospects coming into next year's draft. What has made them so, like I haven't really watched much BYU to preface. I've just seen on Twitter, people are hyping them up. They destroyed Navy. I mean, they manhandled Navy. What's made them so dangerous to start this season?
2: Well, I haven't watched, (laughs) to be honest with you, I don't think I've watched a minute of a BYU game. Actually, no, I did. I watched them tear up. Navy, didn't I say Navy was going to win that game? Just so all of our listeners
1: out there know, Bennett didn't just say BYU is going, I mean, he didn't just say Navy is going to beat BYU. And I quote, he said, hammer it, it's the surest lock I've ever been. Yeah, well, that was a mistake.
2: That turned out to be wrong. Just barely. (laughs) What was that final? Like 52-3. 55-3. I think part of them looking good is that they're better than every team they've played which is kind of a lame answer but they're they are i mean well, just that better. is how you
1: play football that is the end goal is to they're, be better
2: they're better than everybody and uh, i think their offensive line has really outmatched people so it gives uh zach wilson a, a clean pocket things like that to kind of do what he needs to do um at least basing that off of, of some of what i saw in the, the navy game i also think byu is just a good program like, it's been a good program for a while now um, they pull out games that people don't really expect to know a few years back. I think Wisconsin was in the top five and BYU went in there and won. That was post-Bronco Men Hall. Obviously, they had Taysom Hill at one point. So I think BYU is just good and they have a reputation for developing quarterbacks at the high level. Yeah.
1: I mean, Taysom Hill is an elite prospect out there. I mean, he's primed to take over Drew Brees down there in New Orleans. No, but on a serious note, I think it does come down to they have a really good coach who, who has them prepared every week and they have a really good quarterback. And they win in the trenches. I mean, you saw it against Navy. Granted, Navy's nowhere near as good as we thought they were going to be this season. At least me and you, probably the the smart people. cover Navy thought that Navy was gonna be this good. Um, By that I mean bad. But they just destroyed Navy in the trenches. Like, absolutely obliterated them. They've done that game in and game out. So I, I think, on top of having a good coach, a top five QB in the nation, they also just manhandle you in the trenches and that's a winning combination especially when you're in a group of five like BYU is or
2: BYU is an independent right they might be uh... (laughs) I can't remember if they joined the Mountain West or not I think they're an independent they might have but they might be playing their schedule is very independent so independent yeah um, they, they may be part of Mountain
1: West but Mountain West didn't I don't think so, because the Mountain West
2: is not playing yet.
1: That's what they, they, like, decided to play. Never mind. <laughs> They're independent, I think, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> Your next question? Yeah.
2: Oh, my next question. Okay. So, the U is obviously back. We know this. But how do you think they will fare against Clemson? Do you think it's a competitive game? Uh, You don't have to give a score prediction. You can if you want. But Miami has sort of risen into the top. I think they're in the top 10. I think they're 7th or something. So, can they hang with Clemson?
1: Pulling up their schedule because I have a point to make.
2: UAB, Louisville, and somebody else bad. So, they
1: played UAB, Louisville, and Florida State, and then they were off last week. Pretty pretty mediocre schedule to start. I do think Miami's a good team. Um, I will say this, though the one away game they've played this season, you know how many points they allowed? 34. To a mediocre Louisville team. They
2: can score, though. Louisville can score. They can move it.
1: You know who else can score? Hey, Clemson. You know who else cannot make you score? Clemson's defense. Um, I think Miami kind of gets throttled this weekend. I don't think there's, I think, I mean, granted, I think they then kind of went out because you look Pitt, UVA, NC State, Tech, Georgia Tech, Forest, I mean, they might lose to UNC. They're losing Um, like games. They actually might lose that Virginia Tech game and that UNC game. Um, But Clemson's going to throttle them. Clemson's the number one team in the country for a reason, and I know that's the trope that everyone hates hearing. It's a cliche. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback, all of this stuff. Miami's good, but they're pandemic good.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think they're that great. I mean, they're pretty good. They're definitely better than they've been. Derek King is a heck of an addition, but I think they probably lose by like 25. Yeah, I mean,
1: there, I don't think there will be a point in that game where you're watching and you're like, wow, Miami has a shot. Like, it's very
2: frustrating, man. I'd like to watch a Clemson game and be like, Wow. Like yeah, Clemson ACC game to clarify. Where I'm like, wow, they might lose this game. Instead, you get like, I don't think they've lost an ACC game since 2017. That's un. That's that. Um.
1: No, I heard someone make a joke about ACC, but I forgot what the A stood for. But it was like something chasing Clemson.
2: That's pretty much accurate.
1: Always chasing Clemson ACC. Always chasing Clemson. There it is. <laughs> um, back to that Oklahoma Texas question is it time to panic in Norman?
2: Uh, yeah because Lincoln Riley's going to leave to coach the Lions so I mean definitely a little bit concerning I wouldn't panic because Spencer Rattler is good in my opinion I think the defense has always been bad I would like the defense to get better if you're an Oklahoma fan you should want it to get better but they've been uh, playoff good a lot of times how many times have they gone like three in a row something like that close to they like get throttled as the four seed, but. Okay, that's about it. I don't really remember them making like. Hey, Baker, Baker got in and they almost beat Georgia in like that Rose Bowl thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I can't remember if. I know. I think Hertz got him in there, right? As the four and they got demolished. Yes. I don't think Kyler got them in, though. Did he? He was close if he didn't. Didn't Kyler win the Heisman? Yeah. I'm getting high school. Um, They're 0 3 in the college football playoff. But when did they make it? Let us see. I'm in 2019. I'm looking now. Yeah,
1: last year they played in the Peach Bowl. That was the college football playoff. They lost 28.
2: So, I think it is three in a row. You
1: know what? They allowed 63 points to an LSU team last year in the college football playoff.
2: 63. 54 and the other 45. I think the one against Alabama. Was that the Orange Bowl? football playoff? It was college football. So, they made the college football playoff three years in a row. So, no, I wouldn't wouldn't panic. You're not going to make it every year. And this year, you're sure as hell not making it. You're already out, so no no reason to panic, just enjoy your games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say,
1: um, I mean, you've, yeah, you've lost both the <laughs> games. Now you're out of the playoffs. Like I, <laughs> Last week in the, se- in the second half was time to panic, and then the second they lost, panic's over. Enjoy Spencer Rattler. Next year, you're good. If you struggle next year to start, then it's time to hit the panic button. But not really, because the way that Oklahoma just churns through quarterbacks, like, as long as you have Lincoln Riley, you'll always be there and you know you're going to be a force seed so you do get throttled in the first round. Would you rather that or actually play for he's a bowl game?
2: He's definitely leaving. And yeah, looking forward to looking, Lincoln's going to try. He's going to cook up some stuff with Stafford. They're also going to get their picks. So we are going to be sure they're going to be too so They're going to, the Stafford, so going to be a so threat guy.
1: Get out of here. Okay, what, do you have any do you have last question? No, <laughs> stop stop I mean, your Lions pipe I dreams.
0: For
2: our, our kind of slow lightning round. That was it for you? Yeah, yeah.
1: I was making it <laughs> yeah, very
0: slow. Um,
1: last one. I have a bonus question. Okay. NFL. Does Russell Wilson get enough love from the national media?
2: <laughs> this is a classic Seahawks <laughs> fan question. I think he started to, yeah. It also helps that Mina Kimes has become a more prominent national media person. Um, it think, coincides the Seahawks yeah, and Russ yeah. talk and Mina. <laughs> Definitely driving some of it. Um, I think so now. Like I think in previous years he did it, but I feel like there's a lot now of like, does he get enough talk? And it's just them like consistently talking about him. I think he's the MVP front runner, and I think people have sort of accepted that. So I think now is fine. Yeah. Although, I will say, I will say, there are throws that multiple quarterbacks in the league make that when Patrick Mahomes does it, people are like, oh, my God. And if, like, Russ does or someone else does, they, like, don't drool over it. There was
1: a video that, like, Seahawks Twitter is a weird place, but there was a video, like, a prominent Seahawks Twitter, like, account made of comparing Patrick Mahomes in his – during his like absolute tear, his MVP year in 2018, when he threw for 13 touchdowns, and then like all the media attention he had week in and week out of like this, this is the best quarterback we've seen in our entire lives. Like this man can do things that just the aliens can do. Like he's not human. And, like all of this like crazy hyper hyperbole. And then when Russell was on his tear, it was like wow, Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Wow, the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. Oh, Russell Wilson broke the record. Like. It's just really funny like putting them side by side and it probably does have to do with the fact that like Patrick Mahomes broke this record two years ago and now Russ is doing it like so it's like oh well we know this can like like I understand that part of it. I think Russell doesn't get enough attention as Russell Wilson like I think the fact that he gets all this attention as like does he get enough attention well yeah because we're giving him attention in this segment but like Patrick Mahomes gets a four-minute highlight package breaking down his otherworldly throws, and Lamar Jackson gets a three-minute highlight package talking about his running ability, and the Seahawks and Russell Wilson gets a 30-second highlight package saying they won and they have a trash defense, and then they just move on. Like, I think in the terms of, like, does he push segments along? Yeah, because there's segments now on these national shows where it's like, does he get enough attention? Which in and of itself is giving him attention, But, like, from – if you take those segments out, he doesn't get anywhere near enough attention.
2: can't take those segments out. Better Seahawks fan. do you think that he – I think he reminds me a little bit of, like, Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think Rodgers –
1: Oh, no, not at all. Rodgers gets so much love.
2: No, he doesn't. Get out of
1: here. Aaron Rodgers gets so much love. Last
2: year, year the popular – take was that Aaron Rodgers was washed.
1: Yeah, that he was. Like, the last four years, he was not a. He was an av, He was an above-average quarterback. He was not elite. He's still
2: elite, and now and he's he found growth.
1: his groove again. Good for him. But he struggled under the last couple years of Mike McCarthy and the first year of Matt before. You cannot look me in the face and say that he was a top three quarterback last year.
2: I would still take him over most quarterbacks. I think his scheme sucked. Oh yeah, of course you would take him over. I'm getting very heated
1: about this because I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. And all I hear on this, like on the shows I cover is about how great Aaron Rodgers is. Analytics wise, Aaron Rodgers was a slightly above average quarterback. Ben Baldwin on Twitter, he's a very like analytics guy, big into it, works for the athletic with analytics. What was that?
2: Isn't he a Seahawks guy?
1: He was, and now he works for the athletic and now he trashes the Seahawks a lot. Um... But he showed that, like, Aaron Rodgers wasn't making Aaron Rodgers-type throws. He was, he was just a slightly above-average quarterback for, like, the last, let's say, three years, the last two years of McCarthy and first year of LaFleur, which, he yeah, has a scheme thing.
2: Now and Rodgers is elite, but... And talent around him. I think, I don't know. Like, I think part of it is, like, if, objectively speaking, if you had to pick one or, like, multiple guys to, like, fangirl over, Mahomes and Lamar are, like big time they're also in schemes that let them do things which apparently now russell has been able to do i think that coincides with it too like when he's was when they were a run first team he was not the sexy he got to talk about because he was just super efficient but he's not like in you know, the city where they're like we're gonna throw it 50 times a game or like lamar where they're like he's the focal point of our rushing attack
1: so i can agree with that if you're gonna fangirl anyone fangirl over anyone like only seahawks fans are gonna fangirl over russell wilson like a Washington football team fan isn't going to be like, isn't going to fangirl over Russ when he sees their highlights. He's going to fangirl over Patrick Mahomes. But
2: I will say Patrick Kyle Mahomes. starting quarterback. What was that? Or Kyle Allen. Washington fans might fangirl over him. <laughs> he sure Haskins was demoted to
1: third string. But overall, yeah. I mean. I don't think he gets enough love, but that's coming from a subjective Seahawks fan. I just need Mina Kimes to become even more prominent than she already is. This is asking a lot of Mina. And if she happens to be one of our four listeners, I'm going to need you to become the lead anchor for Center and just only talk about Russ.
2: If Russ doesn't win the MVP this year, I'll give you, you can say whatever you want about him being hated. It's... This is my last uh, thing about... I also think he get more attention if he did not throw an interception. And they won that Super Bowl and he already had two. And people would talk about how many he could get. Where Mahomes somehow has the same number of his, as him now.
1: Well, if you think about it like this. Russell went to the Super Bowl and won it his second year. Went his third year and lost on a bad interception. Mahomes has won his first.
2: Mahomes in year two, though, blows Russ in year two out of the water. Well oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's not even a debate. That's like, part of why there's the excitement is like people are like he'd win eight. But also, like you said,
1: he was in a system that want that made him do that. Russ was in a Marshawn Lynch, we're gonna eat the clock for thirty five minutes, have our defense just play lights out. Like it just it makes me sad.
2: But Russ it's whatever. He's been but in aggressive systems he's just not good enough to take advantage of it over the offseason he must have gotten better or something I was stunned to see him even playing well I thought to me he felt like he was going to be benched
1: it's also just crazy to me that Josh Allen I mean Josh Allen's having a great season but that people are like I don't know it's between Josh and Russ right now for MVP no it's not
2: he's a roller coaster it's still so early Josh Allen can win that thing they're undefeated aren't they
1: yeah I mean I know it's very early and like it's also very early for Russ, but it's just crazy yeah, that people are like.
2: Must sustain excellence through a full season. He's somebody that fades late. He struggles. So uh,
1: I heard on a complete. We might cut. This is the rambling at the end. That this is this trademark of Jamie Sports News podcasting is random ramblings at the end. On Good Morning Football this morning, I heard them talk about how they defended how Russ Wilson doesn't have a single MVP vote. Because only each writer, each voter gets one right. vote. It's not like, so of course, but they were like, they're like, well, in 2016, Derek Carr deserved the six votes he got. <laughs> they're like, and Dak got one vote in 2016 too, his rookie year when he took him 13 and three and they were first in the NFC. He deserved that. And I'm just like, this is the worst reasoning behind it in the world. Like, based off that own reasoning, you could easily say that Russ deserved one is whatever Todd Gurley has an MVP vote, Todd Gurley running backs don't matter.
2: Todd Gurley had two touchdowns on Monday Night Football last week, so Todd Gurley still has it. No, he doesn't. I would not be surprised to see Todd Gurley swoop in this year and undercut Russ on an 0 16 Atlanta team. <laughs> blown 14 fourth quarter leads. They're them and the Lions actually play at one point this season. I am so fascinated to see which team goes up by 21 and then blows <laughs> it's gonna end in a tie somehow they're both gonna lead by 21 at one point it'll end in a tie okay anything else you want to add no that's it our lightning round was really slow so we gotta get better at this
1: yeah we do <laughs> okay for benny conlin my name's jack it's patrick tuning next week for lightning round part three we'll try to get it down to a lot less than this see ya